Yeah, episode 14. 14, man. What does 14 mean to you? Are you a person that believes numbers mean things? I Other than just am. numbers. They're just like numbers that just, I don't know, represent information. 14 vibration adds other... up to 5. 1 plus 4, 5 in numerology. So it takes on the energy of 5 predominantly. And if you think of 5 in terms of geometry, it looks like a pentagon. So the pentagon has direction, whereas the square is foundational and balanced, same as the hexagon. So because it's an odd number, it points, and that point creates direction. So it usually means change. Um, and they call five the um, human number because we have five fingers and five toes. So it's meant to be the number of humanity, number five. And what associate it with positive and what's, change. What's 14 in Roman numerals? If I know my Roman numerals correctly, is it X, I, V? Yeah, I think that's right. X is 10, is it? Yeah. 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 Yep. XIV. So this is episode XIV. Yeah. And um, it's been nice, um, you know, especially being across the country from one another and still um, meeting each other once a week in a slightly more formal format than we used to, maintaining yeah. conversation between the two of us. But it seems to be working, seems to be... Like a lot of good ideas get exchanged in the brief half an hour period that we meet for each week. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's fucking like podcasts, man. Like now it's like, uh, it's a whole new, like a uh, whole new thing, isn't it? With like, uh, I even like, I was thinking, I was saying like, um, I made a podcast at the start of the year and I got pretty big on carnivore stuff. And then I saw like Joe Rogan had this big carnivore doctor guy on and it's like, shit, all these discussions um, that people are having all around the world. And it's like all interconnected and it's like new ideas uh, are spreading. That's what it feels like to me. That's my personal story of it though. Like, yeah. And well, we the can fact like that you were you were talking to people around off. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About carnivorism, and then to see that it gets like so, so. To me, in the podcasting world, this is all just my view of things. I, I I could be wrong. I view sort of like Joe Rogan is at the moment one of the guys who are like really uh, pushing it to a next level. You know, where he's like I don't know signing these multi-million dollar deals for his like podcast. To me that is like taking podcasts to like uh the next level in uh, as like a medium you know well you're realizing when you see a deal like that come up how much people are valuing the exchange of ideas yeah that's it isn't it and like we're all exchanging ideas in what you could call a marketplace of ideas and depending on which feeds of data we kind of talked about that last week you are engaged in uh potentially affects the decisions you will make in the marketplace um and that in the end determines how you pl play the game because in a way it's all it's all a game Yep, and we want to gather. And as I think much it's important to be an active player rather than rather than being um, passive. So I think the move is now we are all we're all like brands, and um, all of our social media uh, uh, profiles or whatever represent 
I guess, the ideas that we are engaged in. One way or another, I guess you could describe it. That's just some... That's just... That's just my, like, description and my vision of where I see, um... I don't know, where... Where we're at as, uh... Almost like a species level, isn't it? Because it's like a new way of like interacting now. We're just in this like big global village now that everyone, we could have been doing this for like the past five years easily, but all of a sudden now this year or whatever, it's like, okay, we can all just go online and like interact and talk to each other like this. So it like, it doesn't matter really where you live. It doesn't matter where anyone lives. Hey, if we really want to, we can just add like a third screen in here and it can be like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm PP Magoo. I represent the people from the, uh, I don't know, the netherworld or something. And like, I don't know, he can be talking. If they have thing. internet, we, we could tune in with yeah. that and see what's good, <laughs> see what's cooking in his kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if like, do, we could make our podcast really psychedelic if we wanted to, you know that Nick, like we could have like, we could, we could get the green screens and we could get like, I don't know, like UFOs or like pictures of Saturn behind our backdrop and we could have like the Milky Way and we could have um, like this like kind of ethereal music playing in the BG while we talk. And I think that would give it a good edge, you know, it would give, it would give us like a unique um, standing point in the podcast game. I don't think anyone's really doing that in the podcast game right now, like really pimping and personalizing their show with this like ethereal kind of touch it's just a vision call it just a vision for now but i could see us like further down the track like taking on some sort of form that becomes iconic like to but it would have to mirror our discussions i mean how would you describe our discussions like if you were what's the elevator pitch for our show do you think um for someone you've never met before it'd be like uh two people who talk for i don't know at the moment they just talk to each other for um for a period of time and uh that's that's the description yeah but like i mean two elderly females could get together and talk and i don't think they're really into like the same stuff we are but it's like how do you define what we talk about and like what we bring to the world through our podcast like Cause it, they, yeah, they I get what you're you sort know, of asking. I'd, I'd, um, I would say, um, it's basically like a, uh, a discussion where people don't get like, uh, where there's no, like, no one's getting upset. Like people are just getting on with it. Um, it's like a positive discussion for me. And like, there's no like, uh, I don't know. For me, it's just like an, like a open, open thing. You can talk about whatever, and then it's just like to to see where the conversation goes. But then, I realized mm. that's not a very good uh, that's description. That's not a very good bio. Yeah. I guess it comes down to what we're going through as two individuals, isn't it, Nick? And how it is. Can, there's if there, I can take there's a stab, that. What it feels like we're going it is through personal, is we're two people, we're two people, we're two young men, 27 years old, coming up to 28 soon, who have kind of become alienated from our society. Would you agree with that? Oh uh, yeah, dude, it reminds <laughs> me of this tweet 
I have to now. I have to like. Uh, All right, George, bring it up. Bring me. it up. I'll just. Uh, I'll, I'll just add say some it. elevator music in post-production to this little interlude. Yeah. That that would be good because like there's a limit to how fast. So the more neatly you fit into society, this is by Naval. At Naval, the the less free you actually are. The more you fit into society. The more neatly you fit into neatly. society, the less free you actually are. Yeah, and I'll send I, you I, like. I, uh, feel, I feel like I get. Put the, the link point. to this tweet in the description. I feel like I get the point of that, but then what if it's a um, a free society? What if you fit neatly into a coherent uh, society that is based on a foundation of equanimity and freedom? I think that's when his quote becomes... I think his quote is very subjective. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's I like think that... One- uh, our current society shows sign of sickness in a lot of ways. And I don't think we need, I think if people need data behind that, you know, use your eyes, the eyes, hey, man. the data. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? You can, we can, you can sit here and you can complain about it or you can have a conversation with your friend and record a podcast. Sure. Yeah. Which I guess, I guess we decided to do that because yeah. we felt that like through expressing what, we're going through it's just it's, because what and it's why not it's like what does it cost yeah. us it's nothing it, we have the time to do it if you if you own your own time and this is i think this is something that i've been going through a lot where i'm always saying like time is the most precious currency you can't earn it back however you spend it that's how you spend it you could get hit by a bus tomorrow oh that's just that's just the painful truth but like you know there's like i don't know i'm not like an expert on death and all that. All you can do is like, uh, this is like taken. I realized gone on a, on a complete tangent is, um, you know, do cool shit with the time you have. Do cool shit with the time you have. And it's like the crazy thing is, and this is the thing that I guess, um, we've kind of talked about is, um, like, uh, the how little access to bar- like little freaking um barrier to access that's the word i was looking in or whatever to 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 do anything like uh this is the podcast space is just like one example i guess it's that's convenient to use but it's the same for everything like we especially i see a lot of young people very like deflated like but it's just like i think there's a lot of uh potential energy that's like restless and it's just like nah you can actually do whatever you want and i think the word that i wanted to say is like you can literally meme yourself into existence so this show is a meme and we're just memeing it into existence i think that's that sort of like to me i think that's answered that question in a very long way so what what is our meme because i'm starting to get this feeling that there are probably many other people that feel like us like it's like an i say an alienation towards society and it's like a a partial severance between us and society so that we can gather our wits about us our bearings and heal from like the indoctrination that we underwent as we grew up in an environment like through. i would say just rip that band-aid off and forget about it it's like 
it's like literally like rip it off and just like the faster you rip it off and just go and just be like, yep, that fucking happened. All right, let's start building the new shit. As soon as the faster you get into that mindset, the better. But the re- yeah, the reason why I'm bringing us to this right now is But I like- understand like it's emotional. I get it. But I like, that's my, that's what I'm saying. That's what I, that's my recommendation to you. Right. Cause I think when you see, Because I think for a lot of the time, sorry for um, interrupting you again as well, is it's important for us to speak from the eyes because right now it's so easy to be like, oh, this happened and point to this and that. And it's like, nah. And I think what's happening is it's like a meltdown in the sense of like, I don't know, but like people forget to ask themselves, but what do I feel? What do I think? Like, like, uh, can I just even feel my body right now and its connection to the earth and just appreciate that even so i think my theory is that what's happened is on mass people are starting to feel their eyes as you say not these eyes but the singular letter i i what do i want what feels good to me and they're realizing that the way they've been heading like by following society in the american dream model if you want to call it that is um has run its course and we've become more um as someone puts it, we're in the late stages of capitalism. And, Just for the uh, record, I love America and I love capitalism. But carry okay. on. Okay. Well, I'm interested in the idea that we're in the late stages of capitalism because it feels like capitalism's got us to this point and right now it's totally not working. Like you're sending me like so much jazz on like Australian economics and how like handing out so much money has created so much debt and it's going to... Like, when's it going to end? And is it going to capitulate the economy? I mean, I'm not an expert on this. So I don't know if I'm the right person to like be the mouthpiece for this, but you can't help but think like, well, hey, if we keep making more money and more money and more money, isn't it going to devalue money? And isn't it going to create like a oversaturation? And then you look at examples of hyperinflation in the past um, where money becomes essentially meaningless. And you wonder, is that going to happen Again, um, I don't know. Are you talking uh, about like uh, in history, like the, the seashells type thing, like where? Yeah, like, it happened in, in Germany before lived. the Second World War, before Hitler. No, I'm talking even well. way back when, like, uh, basically, like during like probably periods of colonization, when like uh, there'd be like the traditional people would be living with like seashells or something as their currency, because that's like scarce in their well, region, and that fulfilled like off. the purpose of. Uh, of, of currency and then like someone else would come with like a better money i don't know what what whatever's better than sea, she sell, seashells it could just be coins or fucking bits of gold or whatever and all of a sudden that like the seashells like the value of them just collapse and everyone wants to use this and trade in that yeah it, I that's mean, just I've like a totally tangential, tangential thing no but, it's like, not it's connected really it's connected what, yeah yeah like it is all tangents are eventually connected i do believe that but um i guess the next point i was gonna make is like yeah we definitely are um the thing is though it's like i think all of that is like uh it's like a side story like of like and it's all connected like you said the other way you could it's all perspective as well isn't it right because the other way you could look at it there's been a massive massive shift in how people trade in the sense like uh and how people like uh 
like work together and like you know there's been a massive sort of shift in our um in basically how work gets done and how our like how society is organized and like that affects how we trade and it kind of affects everything right and i think with that there's also like uh you know emerging new um you know people since they're already in this they're open to to different to different ways of trading and um working together i guess is the point i'm trying to make um and i think that of course that's going to affect like the monetary system if we have a monetary system that was like very based in like one way of doing things and all of a sudden the way of doing things is radically shifted you know it's like um that's also like the case it's not so much that like uh i think a lot of these discussions are sort of like um like very fear based do you know what i mean but there's also like i see a lot of uh opportunity in the chaos as well and that's what i'm saying when you can um shift your gear shift the mind gear out of you out of the fear place that's the worst place you want to be because you can't do you can't basically do anything like you can't really do you know what i'm talking about yeah when when you're coming from a place of fear you are just like you're basically in prime position to just be basically manipulated like into whatever because you're not when you're in coming from a place of fear you're not generally in control of your emotions so um that's that's i guess the the main point hey you want to be you want to just be like in the place of yeah all right all this shit's happening whatever like what can i do today to make tomorrow better so it was quite radical for you and i to experience this sense of sovereignty where like perhaps in the past we've been more tethered to a system more dependent on a system and it felt to me like we discovered narnia together bro like we figured out like oh you can think freely you can be self-dependent you know you you can be responsible for your own life as a man like and and i feel that really is like a reflection of you know we often say what it is what is it to be a man and it's like a sense of manhood of being the curator and the fact that you're carving out your own destiny and that you're making choices from a conscious foundation rather than being rather than your choices being predicated on something outside of you like an external dependence to a job, to an identity. And the reason why I wanted to call upon this is to like use this as a self-awareness moment of like why you and I meet every week, I feel is to speak into the space of freedom. And uh, it feels like this is the new pattern that society is going to emerge into because based on how, the system we talk about the system a lot we don't necessarily feel that we've been living in a capitalistic system we've been living into a quasi capitalistic system with government intervention and because the scales have been so imbalanced this created none of, none of that matters lee you i think what i'm saying it, like i think i'm trying does. to interrupt you but it's just like none of it matters anymore like it's like we can tell ourselves like and this is what i want to say we can go into whatever we need a, and i'd like this as well like we can go into telling ourselves whatever stories of like whatever but like the reality is we all find ourselves right now confronting like um 
confronting like basically what is our identity in this new space that we all occupy now is basically the point I'm trying to make from like the fact that, you know, everyone's now working and interacting online and that's bringing about uh, different kinds of ideas of being exchanged and just like the, there's been like a great, like fucking like uh, shift almost where it's just like everything now, even these like uh, um, sort of like everyone has a chance now to meme themselves into a, uh, meme themselves into existence. That's the best way I can describe it because it's like all companies are, um, uh, are memes now, basically. Um, cause everyone, you, you know, you know, the old story, like, what's the point if you, we, we can have the best product and be saying the best shit here on the Lee and Nick podcast. And it could, I don't know, it could fucking like just listening to this podcast can like grow your dick fucking 12 inches but if no one knows about it like what's the point <laughs> what do you mean if no one knows about it then you're not going to sell your product that's a, that's right. like basically okay. the met that i'm using for the metaphor to like make uh make the point that now the way i see it like and i'm saying you can prove me wrong um in the sense that most um most most like everyone now like that's my way of saying everyone's a brand now and like uh equally now you can compare there's people who have personal brands like i'll just describe someone like pewdiepie who has a bigger probably following and influence than like many probably mega corporations and like like a lot of probably presidents around the world and like you know heads of state and all that sort of thing Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm I feel like I'm bringing this up because there's a third party involved in this discussion because we used to have these discussions one on one on the telephone, you know, a couple times a week where we would talk for a couple mm. hours to each other. Then we decided to bring in a third person which is an audience. And I and I feel that uh it's necessary if we're doing this, if we're approaching things in this way, to include the audience in the discussion and the audience we already know this but it's almost like through inviting the audience in we're able like einstein said um teaching is the best way to learn it reaffirms what you know and that's what i think for us when we get together and talk including the audience helps us teach but it's not to say that we have more knowledge than the audience it's just to say that we're teaching what we know and because we're repeating it basically and then as we do that we get to know ourselves and the process that we're undergoing right now because we find ourselves at the gates to heaven because we're in a state of freedom we've we've broken free from a society and now we have infinite choice again and with infinite choice requires discipline i go how can i build my life henceforth as a sovereign man as a free man and the way I approach it is I follow, I do my best to follow the flow I, where, where the river takes me. If you want to get like slightly uh, abstract about it, like the life just seems to have a flow where like when you try to do certain things, it never works out. Like right now I've been trying to move house and every time I try to move house, just nothing works. Like we never get anywhere with the process. All the houses we like get take, we never get any of the houses we like. Um, and then you just kind of go, well, like right now, 
my energy is like here in the house I'm in currently. And like, maybe I should appreciate that. So that's an example of where like the river, the river's taken me, but then there are other doors that are wide open and you have to do virtually no effort. It's like effortless. And then you just end up taking on like a new journey and like something great opens up for you. So the way I've been approaching is more of a metaphysical spiritual take on life where if you get too attached to a concept or an idea, it, you can fall into all kinds of polarizing situations where you can get attached and you can hurt yourself through that attachment and that um, suffocation and um, sadness that you can experience by being overly invested in something. Whereas if you're kind of like, if you let the wind take you, you can move in between all these different things. And then oftentimes you can unlock something in your life, like a relationship or a career or something like that. that's better than you even imagined when you were first envisioning your plans for the future. Are you trying to say we, like, we we learn from getting wrecked? Well, you can. Sometimes and that we, is the best we way can to become, You can become a better person after getting wrecked. Yeah. And that can be. But we're mm. in a beautiful spot, man. Like, and I think other people are as well, which is why I wanted to take this episode to, like, really just, like, divulge but it's nice to see that fire and that passion coming through you when i'm talking about this and you're saying it doesn't matter because you're spot on in the sense that like once you come to terms with that you know if you keep dwelling in it um that we were in this system the system's not working it's falling apart most people don't know it's falling but apart. really all this is um we're sorry for i'm um, interrupting you again all this is like and maybe this because i feel like this is a pretty good point because it's like stitching some things together because you're saying it's a discussion between me and you all of this is just a reflection of what we think um at the moment of our worlds that's why i'm saying at the moment the best thing we can do to not engage because i think what a lot of things that are happening is people are just getting um maybe worked up over each other's perspectives and just be like, Hey, I, I can say this shit. You can say that shit. And it's just like, okay, cool. That's basically freedom of speech. Yep. Definitely. But then there's a certain quality, you know, there's certain people like, um, you just see, you hear them talk or you see them in the flesh and the way they operate is just, they have this like magnetism. They have this chemistry and you just go, how can I be more like that? And I think it's, it ain't what you do. It's the way that you do it. And it's like the way that you carry yourself. Um, and I can't help, but feel like the more people that carry themselves with this poise that comes from, uh, having a clear head, a free mind, someone who's free thinking and not only thinking freely, but, uh, communicating as a result freely because they understand their emotions and their energies and their thoughts and they're in balance. They're in like harmony. Um, when you see a person, be like that they exude a sort of grace and when i see people like that operating like that consistently they're the people i watch and they're not necessarily the people that are in power power in government or the people with a lot of money like oftentimes i look at those people and, and i have absolutely no interest in them sometimes it's like the guy down the road who's just doing a normal job he has that poise or she has that poise and you go that to me is worth striving for and seeking is like that sense of um, freedom and equanimity within yourself. That to me is like the richest joy because I have learned in this lifetime and possibly in other lifetimes. That's a, that's another 
concept entirely, but um, that having these things or ha- even having these relationships or these statuses in society mean jack shit if you don't have the feel good factor to back it up like how could you enjoy a relationship if you don't feel good how could you enjoy I think it? basically for me what you're describing we're very closely like we're basically talking about like, like spiritual things and this is where like religion plays a major part for a lot of people and i think we we and this is the thing i think we brought this up in in other episode and this is like this is again like this is something that we just personally feel isn't it that like uh you know for me the example i'll use i'll say is like uh you know i think a lot of australians say that like they they they're secular right um they don't believe in um in in god right and i think for a lot of people that were that that spot has just been replaced with the state in the sense that like uh that's why you're seeing all a lot of that, that to me explains why you're seeing a lot of crazy madness going on because i think they just there's just like a feeling of no if we like uh basically the state is offering like a utopia basically um and it's just like if you just like have faith um everything's going to be um, everything's going to be grand, isn't it? Like we're going to take care of everyone like who, and it's, it's kind of like a thing where it's kind of like a f- the floor of democracy, isn't it? Because the floor is that everyone can just start voting themselves free money. Right. And the politicians are like, you know, we, we got to give the people what Why they not? want. Right. Otherwise you're not going to get elected. Um, I'm just so it's wondering, kinda like, I can't help but feel that if we keep printing more money, that something's going to happen. Like I say, you can cite examples of hyperinflation in the past, but to me, not being very um, resourceful in terms of uh, mankind's recent history. I look at it and go, if you print more, it means it becomes less valuable. And then I think the problem has been wealth distribution so that if it becomes less valuable, the people that have more have much more and the people that have now quite a bit, it doesn't mean much. And that like, really we're just going to sink even further into that wealth disparity and that it's not so much yeah, the amount of money that's the problem, it's the disparity that's the problem do you agree yeah. well that, yeah. i definitely agree with that you're explaining the wiping out of the middle class uh, pretty much man. basically it's pretty much in yeah, between, because when you read between the lines while, what i just said that is what i'm saying yeah 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 and it's because it's like yeah for a while and then yeah i know we're sort of running out of time but it's like interesting to bring up the point it's like there's a lot you could like dig in there actually and like you could take it a lot of ways but i think that that there sums it up really pretty well and like that in its sense in a sense that also is like you know you can take that and you can start that's the thing that the thing that that's the trap in that is to get angry about it in the sense of um to sort of think oh this is like you know that's what i think basically like call it whatever marxism collectivism whatever it's about thinking oh so that like you know there's this there's this class of people that are taking advantage of us and like we have to go like to war against them and like so when it when it's kind of like uh i think 
that mindset, right? It's like a mindset of anger and uh, envy. Envy is like super bad. Like that's not a good place to be coming from. This is just in my opinion. I could be wrong. Um, what I think is the best thing, and this is what I'm repeating myself sort of, but maybe this is going to be good to make the point. Um, and like that all there, that is when you're in that fear-based place when you react to things from a fear perspective, it's very easy to become envious and like get stuck in all this crap that just doesn't help you. Right. And it's a lot of emotions you're basically stuck with and in, and you'll then associate with people who will like, like tell you, they'll like, you know, tell you to come in. And, but the deal is if you go against that, you're like, you're fucking, um, kicked out of the group. So then a lot of people, they'll stay in these clans out of fear of being lonely. So it's, it's, so if you start feeling yourself slipping, that's what I'm saying. The best thing is, is just like, you got to kick yourself out of it and be like, what can I do? What can I, how can I improve myself? How can I offer something to the marketplace at a price? The market is willing to pay me for that quality. What can I do? Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's, that's the place you want to be in because there's two ways to look at this. The other way to look at it is this is a massive, there's going to, there's massive wealth, wealth transfers happening because even the rich people are panicking and freaking out. Like, where do I put my money? Like, I, I don't want to even, because even for them holding even us dollars is like, they, they, they describe it like a, uh, melting ice block right and that's what this one company recently um i can insert this i I forgot what the fucking company's name was some american company they had a lot of cash and they're like fuck it's like it is like a melting ice block and they're like okay we're gonna put all this cash into bitcoin and they bought like a fuckload of bitcoin and it was a big story in the bitcoin news space and then they actually their stock value went up in proportion to the amount of like uh, Bitcoin they bought something something like that so like they bought Bitcoin and then everyone was like oh that's a good like uh, fucking company to invest in like so then like their stock value went up and it's like they just uh, they just won and even even Bitcoin's a great meme in that sense so and then that brings us to the point of meme 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 universe the meme universe welcome to the meme universe we can that can be the name of the episode I'm happy with that Meme universe. No, this is meme universe, meme universe XIV. Cause there's probably another hundred of them. hundred of them to come. And each one will be a global meme coming from Lee and Nick every week on a Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again next week. <laughs>